You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Dr. Sarah Spowart is well known for her compassionate-based practice, as well as for her precise mindfulness in her everyday life. As a highly regarded professional, she infuses moment-to-moment awareness as she includes the vital emotions of happiness, serenity, and love. Here is the holistic emotional system that you've been waiting for. Here's Dr. Sarah. Hello, this is Dr. Sarah Spowart, and I am here today to talk to you about the topic of practical love for manifestation. Um, And I am speaking to you from Happiness Learned Radio Show with the Law of Attraction Network. So... I have some wonderful new questions from clients that I wanted to explore with you today. And please, as always, feel free to send me any and all questions you may have. I can be reached at www.drsarahspower.com or my email address. Um, I have different ones, but one is drsarah at happinesslearned.com. Okay, so something I have found interesting is that I have naturally used the energy of love to manifest in my life for as long as possible. So one of the funny things about this is if you do something kind of naturally, you don't always realize that it's special or unique or different um, because it's just what you do. Um, I've had people ask me, um, cause I have multiple things and I've been very successful with getting a lot of scholarships and different types of funding and, and support. And they've asked me like, how have you done it? And for me, it was always, well, I really love learning and I really love learning things I thought could help people. And it was really just a love. And that's not to say there wasn't challenges. It's just more the love triumphed over the blocks. If I didn't love it, then I wouldn't have gone in that direction. Um, same thing with my business. I, I love what I do. I love my clients. I love working with them. I love the the breakthroughs I see. And um, yeah, I just, I love the work that I do. So I haven't thought about this love component because I just sort of naturally had it. I was, I was blessed to have that, but I thought about it and I think it's something I also figured out at some point because I was raised going to a very strict Catholic school um, Catholic background for part of my upbringing. And there was a lot of challenges. And I think I figured out when things got hard that if I could find some little thing that I loved, even if it was just looking out the window and looking at some clouds that I like love the clouds, it helped me open up and learn better. And that the fears shut me down. Um, so I figured out somewhere along there, hmm, if I can find something that I love within this sport, within this person, within this um, activity, within this class, I mean, whatever. And it didn't have to be a big thing. Um, I remember <laughs> I remember taking AB chemistry in uh in high school and it was very hard for me and I remember thinking okay what can I find that I love in this and I painted my nails bright orange and I thought okay I can love looking at my nails and that actually really helped and then I did this project where I 
I thought, well, okay, what project can I love? And I, the teacher approved for me to do a hair dyeing hair thing. Um, and I loved it. And we found it interesting, the stuff with that. So I, I tried to find things I could appreciate or enjoy or get something good out of. And um, so, you know, it is natural, but I also think it's something I figured out at some point and then I just kept doing it, but nobody taught it to me. And so I didn't even realize until recently, this was kind of, I guess, unusual. Um, And it, I wanted to share it because I, I really find that it's the most powerful way to manifest anything, even now. And that's not to say, though, you can make yourself just love anything. But like, for example, if you wanted, if you're thinking you should buy a house, but you don't really want to, you don't really feel connected to it or aligned or that you love it, it's probably not going to happen or it'd be harder to have happen. Um, so sometimes, you, you know, you can't force yourself to want things that you just are not connected to. So there is that piece of it too, is the authenticity that you authentically love. Um, okay. So, you know, why is this? I, I would say again, that love, however small, it creates connection. It makes things generally easier and more open. Hate or judgment um, disconnects, shuts things down, and makes them harder. And the most powerful energy for manifestation is love. Um, all right. So I've seen, though, that for a lot of people and clients, they don't always understand what love means. Or they have a toxic association with it because of hurt from people that they've loved. So this can come in so many forms. Um, I remember teaching meditation classes and telling people to breathe in, self-love, breathe out. Imagine that there was love coming to them and, and putting the hand of their heart there on their on their chest to, to feel love. And they tell me, I don't feel anything. I don't feel any love. You know, if you tell me to think about not liking myself, I can do that, but I can't feel the love. Um, or if you mention love, it can upset people and they have a negative association with it because of how they've been hurt in their life. So what is this manifestation love that I am talking about? What does it look like? Is it romantic, paternal, maternal, familial, um, passion-oriented, selfless? You know, what am I what am I talking about here? And I would say at the core, because love manifests itself in so many ways depending on what it's being applied to. But I'd say at its core that it is a type of unconditional love. So this is a love that just is and accepts and flows with whatever is happening while still being loving. Doesn't mean that what's happening is okay. It means that there is love in spite of what's happening. Um, you, you find the thing to love in spite of what's happening. So to give a practical example, let's say, as I had mentioned about a house, um, you want to buy, manifest buying a house. Let's say you have no idea how to make this happen. Maybe 
um, everything isn't in line with what you would theoretically need to make sure this happens. So for example, maybe you don't have your credit where you want, or maybe you, you can't imagine how you're going to pay for it, or you can't find a house in your price range or one that you like or whatever. Um, there's challenges, but what would happen if you, instead of focus on the things you don't want and that are causing pain and fear, <clears throat> which I understand because we have to navigate our reality to an extent, but what if the priority was actually focusing on what you love? So maybe going to a neighborhood that you love uh, and driving around, seeing a house that you love and not even focusing on, oh, I can't get this and, and the fear around it, but focusing on the appreciation and the excitement. Um, this is very important. So is your focus on fear or love when you are thinking about things you want to manifest or attract into your life? And if there's a fear factor, Fear is really fantastic for slowing things down, blocking them, suppressing, um, getting in the way of something happening. It's like a really good way to sabotage yourself. So the more afraid you are, I mean, and a tiny bit of fear can be helpful because you do want to be alert and paying attention to possible like concerns. That's why I titled this practical love. But you really don't need very much. It's like a tiny sprinkle and that's it. It's like salt or something, you know, too much is happens very quickly. Um, but really you need to have a priority of love. When your priority is love, um, then you move way faster. Things just flow in. It's easier, lighter. You have more energy. Like I'm asked more and more, like, how the heck do I do the stuff I'm doing? Or more just people are really confused. Well, <laughs> so really, I would say the vast majority of it is because I really focus on love. And I I don't think of this as anything abnormal. It's just something I've gotten more and more into over the years that, okay, I love to do the podcast. I love to do my work. I love to do yoga. You know, I love to do this or that. Doesn't mean it's fantastic every single moment. There's you know zero pain. Maybe you're tired. Maybe you're hungry. Whatever. But it means you're connected to this like flow. And when you're connected to this flow, you could say of, of love, unconditional love, practical love, what have you. Um, yeah, just stuff totally changes. It's really cool when you're connected to fear. Stuff stays the same, or it's like get gets worse. It's a very destructive energy. So if you want to destroy things in your life, then go for the fear. Um, they, they say that to be happy, you have to know what will make you unhappy. <laughs> you have to understand the other side of it too and understand, okay, which, what am I choosing? What am I practicing? Um, okay. So what I'm saying is that you can come from two perspectives when you want to manifest. You can view it from a perspective of fear, as I said, that you may not get what you want. Um, and that can happen. So people can be afraid to get their hopes up and think, oh my gosh, if I try, if I'm hopeful, then I'm going to get hurt. That's fearful as well, because then the fear is that you are not strong enough on the inside to handle whatever happens. So what if you, if when you come from love, you don't feel like you're going to break. 
you feel much more resilient, that you can bounce back. And your ego is not as fragile as well. So in the case of buying a house, it might be that you see houses you love, look at beautiful pictures, drive to neighborhoods you feel a sense of love for. So you, you focus on the feeling of love and you try to increase that however possible. And there can be fear if people feel like, oh, it needs to be right now or it needs to be tomorrow. It needs to be in a month. Well, those are all good ways to block stuff. So just being open that the most positive way of this coming about will happen as long as you stay in the energy of love in a space of appreciation. Um, And this is actually super practical (laughs) because love is a constructive energy and it takes away blocks and disconnections. It disintegrates fear and it, it just melts the barriers away. It opens us up. It takes blocks away. And it brings in things that we didn't know were possible. Um, Something I've seen over and over, and I myself have encountered this, is things that are, even if something, there's something we really want, if it's new or we don't have a good confidence in ourselves about it or we don't feel deserving, we can become afraid and destroy it. So when we are in a space of love, we're not so fragile and we can just flow with things letting it in and we're less likely to sabotage yourself as well and we the concept the question of deserving doesn't even come in as much because you're just loving something um and when new things come in even if they're unfamiliar you can adapt more quickly because you're focusing on love so lastly um or No, there's another one. Another question I had I wanted to discuss was why is authentic love so challenging for so many people? Well, it can be challenging for different reasons. But part of this can be if you've had a lack of it in your life to begin with and you don't really understand it or know it, um, it's terrifying or just you have no idea what the heck it is. You just don't know. Um, and I've had clients like this that they haven't really had the experience of happiness. So if you talk about it, they don't really know what you're talking about. Their best case scenario might be neutrality. So to give a practical example, it could be kind of like saying you enjoy, it's like me saying, okay, just focus on enjoying the taste of chocolate. And you're thinking, I've never had chocolate before. What are you talking about? Um, or you've had chocolate before and it made you sick and I'm telling you to enjoy it. You know, similarly, if I'm saying focus on love and you don't know what love is, not really, not like genuine love, you just know kind of like transactional love of, okay, I do this and this person gives me this and then I give them this sort of go back and forth. Um, Or you've had love and then you you really suffered a lot. This can be challenging what I'm saying. I'm I'm saying to change your relationship and concept of it. Um, So what we practice, we get really good at. So if you have practiced having a lack of love or being afraid of love, of being afraid in general, and that's how you get things done, well, it reinforces it and it becomes more way, more the way that your mind is operating. Um, 
Another part of why authentic love can be so challenging is that we don't understand that we can and do generate it ourselves. So uh, something I like to say to people or clients over and over is taking the example of a small baby or puppy um, and you're feeling great love for it. You're feeling love or appreciation or some type of sentiment. Probably the baby or the puppy doesn't really know what's going on. You, you, the observer, are creating that experience of love. You are creating and generating that love. And by the way, this is what you're doing all the time. You just don't know it. Um, Most people don't know it that I've encountered. So like, let's say you love trees. You are generating that love. It comes from you. The tree inspires it possibly, but it's really coming from you. So again, somehow I figured that out at some point, like, okay, I can figure out how to generate some sense of love or appreciation in anything. Um, and it really is, is a profound thing because you, you can teach yourself or choose something and be like, okay, what is good about this? What can I appreciate about this? And again, like if the word love is too strong, look at appreciation. But this can be something that is um, baby stepped into your life to grow more and more um, so that you can truly find appreciation or love in really anything. And oh my gosh, your manifestation abilities really, I don't want to say they skyrocket, but it's more just that it comes into flow at that point, falls into place. Um, Okay. So, and on that note, <laughs> because we are generators and we're creators, if we're getting afraid um, and we're focusing on negative things, we are generating that and we are creating blocks in our life. We are creating that. And maybe there's things on the outside that are sort of inspiring that, um, you know, certain associations like a spouse that's yelling at you or problem with your boss or problem with money or problems with your kids. Like maybe these things on the outside bring those emotions to be generated from you from past patterns, but you actually don't have to. Um, Something I figure out also just from life experience. And I, you know, I'm trying to think how this, I even figured this out. Um, to turn those ships around where you're like, okay, I hear you, Sarah. Um, I want to generate something positive. I want to generate love. But all around me, I'm just surrounded by these situations and people that are causing me pain, sadness, anger, fear, you know, whatever, hurt. You know, what you're talking about is way left field. Um, so if we think of everything as kind of like a loop or cycle in a program and like energy that's in a loop, the best way is to stop the energy. What do I mean by that? Um, imagine you are driving a car and your foot is on the gas. It's going, going, going. And then you take your foot off the gas. It has to slow down and then a stop. And then when you're stopped, you can make a turn really easily. Like, okay, now I'm going left. Now I'm going right. But if you're going 100 miles an hour and I'm like, okay, make a sharp left. You can't do that without flipping your car. Like, you, you can't really do it probably. I mean, I guess it depends on the car. But generally speaking, my point is, is you have to slow the energy momentum down. 
So if you're in a situation that's really just like, you could say out of control, you can, or it's just filled with things you don't want and that are painful and totally understanding our world is surrounded by it. Um, you need to do the opposite of what you think you should do. Usually, usually. So you can do two things that I've seen at least be helpful. I'm sure there's more, but these are just two things that come to mind I wanted to share. You can try to train yourself to not react at all. So pure detachment, which if you do this, this is a total level of mastery and I salute you. It is really cool when you get to that space of being detached and you're just sort of watching what's happening. Like, hmm, interesting, but you're not reacting anymore. You're not participating in the problem. And so on its own, the energy slows down and has to stop. And then you can start from somewhere else. So if you can find a way to not react, um, it can be very challenging, especially if you're upset. Sometimes it can help to do a short um, distraction, like take a bath, um, meditate, do some yoga, do some art, do some reading, go for a walk. I mean, play with your puppy or your pet. I mean, I don't know what it is for you, but whatever you could possibly do that's healthy to distract yourself um, from participating in that cycle, that loop. And I'm not saying the distraction is the answer. The distraction is an interrupter to help you begin the process of detachment. It's sort of an interrupter in the reactivity. Okay, and if any of this is confusing, please let me know. I'm happy to speak on any of these parts more. Um, another aspect of that is you can just start being really loving or really kind or really appreciative. So if you're surrounded by people left and right that are challenging for you or situations that are challenging, you can try to be actively compassionate and kind. I've seen mixed results with this. <laughs> I've actually seen better results with a detachment approach. Um, I've seen mixed results with this because it's kind of like my analogy I said, if you're driving hundred miles an hour and I tell you to make the left turn and the car flips. Um, if you have a boss who's being really challenging and you start complimenting them a bunch, who knows what could happen? They could be reactive. They could be suspicious. They could start dumping more of their problems on you. Um, you're still interacting with their negative energy. So with the detachment piece, you're no longer interacting. But yes, one way of handling it is to rise above it and just insert right away the positive emotions. Um, but I will say the more negative of a situation you're dealing with, the more you add in positive, sometimes it's like a clash. It's like too big of a gap. So um, I hope none of this is too theoretical. I try to make it practical um because it all makes sense to me so please let me know anything that's not okay and then the last question I wanted to discuss that I've had is what does this have to do with manifestation so why does love unconditional love matter for manifestation well it allows us to feel open free from fear energized, uplifted, connected, inspired. And basically the reason is it's a creative energy. 
So unconditional love, I say unconditional because when it's unconditional, you're not reacting, attaching, um, getting derailed with judgments to things. You just, you're just loving. So unconditional love in every form is a creative energy and it brings out creativity in us and our ability to manifest and attract things that are more reflective of who we really are. By contrast, things like fear, anxiety, worry, stress, and sadness, these are generally destructive energies um, and we can find ways to alchemize these into neutrality or love or we can focus on building up more love so they decrease. Um, But all this is critical with manifestation and creation of the life we are wanting for ourselves. So what is it you're wanting to attract or manifest in your life? Are you wanting a new relationship, better relationship, more money, better job, happier family, etc.? Try focusing on love. And what is amazing is you don't even have to focus on love towards the thing you are wanting to manifest. So if you're wanting a house, you... You don't have to even focus on a house. If that's way too out there for you to do such a big gap, you can just focus on creating a little more love in your life, little by little. And that energy permeates and lifts you up. So just inserting it a little bit in your life. So like, let's say you really love nature. Okay. You can spend a couple of minutes in nature somehow, something related to nature every day. Cultivate that love, that appreciation. And that lifts you up. So your ability to manifest also grows with it. Okay. Well, so much love to you. I enjoy doing this. And um, I'm wanting to uh, provide free um, sessions for people um, that I could do it through uh, the show. So if you would like to be a free participant and totally feel free, you can be anonymous. Absolutely. Um, anything that you're wanting to work on in your life that I can help with, um, I could do a, a session for you and, uh, it'd be totally free. It would just be that you're also helping to contribute, um, to other people hearing about, you know, what helps you, what doesn't help and, and, um, sort of put this in action. Okay. So much love. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye. Thank you for listening to Happiness Learned. Dr. Sarah will be back next week with more of her teachings designed to help you live the life you have always wanted. Visit Dr. Sarah at www.drsarahspower.com. See you next week.